This is episode 23 of The Focused Mindset. You have found the best podcast for solution-focused families. And today, we're going to talk about power struggles. All parents have dealt with it with their kids. And today, we're going to talk about some actual solutions that work. But first, if you are a new listener Thank you for joining us. Welcome. Don't forget to push subscribe because I don't want you to miss any of the family-oriented content that we have here. And check out the show notes. I always leave lots of helpful links, including my website and lots of other information. And for now, I have a lot to cover. So let's get started. You've been upgraded to Parenting 2.0. New expectations requires a new mindset, the focused mindset. I'm Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. Raising kids is an amazing journey and things don't always turn out as planned. Still, you get to share your life with an adult in training. This podcast will help you meet every new challenge with confidence and be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Parenting 2.0, the Focused Mindset Podcast. Have you ever been through a power struggle with your child? If you're being honest, yes, you have. We all have. And sometimes we feel as though we were successful in that power struggle, but what is success from a power struggle? What, that we powered over them, that they stopped the whining eventually? What is it? Well, today we're going to unpack that and we're going to find ways that parents can utilize the child's need for power within them to transfer that power from trying to get that power from the parent in a power struggle, like a tug of war, and beginning to learn to find that power within and feel how powerful it is to be able to find success from the power that they can, the power that they have within them to change. Now, I'm going to talk about how to do that all while we build connection with our kids. It's so important to build that connection along the way, even through our trainings. And we'll have less power struggles. We could even find ourselves in a situation where we don't even remember last time a power struggle happened. Recently, I listened to one of my favorite podcasts by Linda Medcalf called Solution Focused Schools Unlimited. I recommend because it talks so much about the solution-focused approach. In her most recent podcast, she spoke about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Look it up, Maslow, and you'll see the hierarchy of needs. It kind of looks like a pyramid. And um, anyone who's taken a philosophy, well, a psychology class, uh, maybe a philosophy class, I don't know, maybe they have it in there. (laughs) No, a psychology class or uh, education class, They speak of this because all humans have needs within them. And right at the top of those needs is self-actualization, self-esteem, love, and belonging. Those things come above even their own safety in their needs within them. Our need for love and belonging and being able to feel comfortable with ourselves is something deep-rooted within us. Something that just 
comes out in so many different ways in a child. Many times we get frustrated with our kids because they're not fitting in the box that we think that they should fit in or society says they should fit in, or they're not learning a lesson exactly the way we anticipated. And it causes frustration. And other times kids are being, you know, let's just call it naughty. And the frustration can rise and parents can just feel like they're going to get in combat mode or just wash their hands of it and give up. Give up on figuring out a way to solve the problem and rather give in to frustration. It's easy to happen, but the problem is, is that the child is the real loser in that situation because then they're not able to connect. They're not able to, that many times they'll be asking themselves, do I even belong in this family? Do I even, I don't feel comfortable here. No one understands me. They don't get me. Well, if they really internalize those feelings, then they're the real loser in the situation when we uh, stop uh, a connection with the child and rather than that begin uh, a, com- a combative or even a giving up, I throw up my hands type situation. There's a few key things that we can do to connect with our kids that doesn't take very much more effort than it probably less effort than it took for all of the fussing and all of the upsetness when something didn't go just right. And it stems from asking the child what they think, either both in education, in my field, and in parenting. We are very good at telling kids what we think and what we believe needs to happen, but we're not so good at asking them what they think. And getting into the practice of asking them, what do you think about this situation? And listening to them can be a great way to bring your child into the conversation and help them have buy-in and help them take responsibility, which is really the way that they can feel power within them rather than feel like they need to have a power struggle with you. So relationship and belonging suffers when we don't think ahead about how we want to handle our child's disagreements, her, their power struggles, the things that they are dealing with that, uh, that get them in trouble. Before we even get into some of the details that I'm going to talk about and the step-by-steps, I have some ideas that you can try at home. Think about connection and think about how much conversation makes connections in a family. Can you have a conversation with your child rather than talking at them? Can you talk with them more often? Now, that's not to say that there aren't times that we kind of blow our top or uh, we say, you know what, at this time, it's your turn to listen. It's my turn to talk. Yes, that happens. Because most children, because of that deep desire of power within them, they don't quite understand that sometimes they need some training. So I'm definitely not saying that there's, there's times when we need to say, let's listen right now to the words that I'm saying. So never get into a point where you feel like you have to listen to everything they say and somehow agree with them. I don't know, kids, kids are tricky in their conversations sometimes when they're really looking for that power and they want their parent to do what they want. Uh, it's surprising the things they come up with. And they can turn things around and actually make a parent feel really bad or guilty. And pretty soon you guys are talking about something that you never intended on talking about. So it's important to plan these conversations and think about them ahead of time. 
When you've noticed that a child's struggling, plan a time to connect with them and talk to them about it. Not because you're uh, giving them all the power. It's a conversation. And that's the way it can be explained to them. This is some, a time when both of us are going to talk together. We're both going to listen to each other. And then that need of belonging automatically occurs. They feel like they belong because they're listened to. That's something that I think most parents uh, hear and they think, oh, well, that's, of course, yeah, that's so important. But they know in actual practice, that's a lot harder. And I completely get that. But I still want to encourage you guys to be aware of that because it is such an important aspect of building strong children that use their power for the good and not for manipulating in the future or trying to get what they want. It's such a habit for us to think, oh, I get power by getting what I want. When I try to get what I want and it works, I feel power. When I don't get what I want, everything is thrown off. But the difference is, is saying, I feel power when I, when I feel internally like I belong, like I understand myself, like I succeeded There's many different ways that kids can begin to feel the very same empowerment, uh, for lack of a better word, um, empowerment through doing the things that are giving them an independent heart, an independent life. They're learning independence. They're learning responsibility. Let's, I mean, I have something that I wanted to revisit with you that is way back from my episode two. But first... Today's podcast is brought to you by MixiFit. I first discovered MixiFit over COVID, and I quickly fell in love with the mix of full body Pilates and dance inspired workouts. They're offering my listeners $25 off the first month of unlimited live group and on demand classes. Go to www.mixifit.com or just click the convenient link in my show notes below. And at checkout, put in my code Focused Mindset to get the discount. Now let's get back to it. All right, episode two. I was so eager, eager, eager to just talk to everyone about all the things that I've been planning and all the things that I wanted to get out to you guys. And I have a lot of information I realized in episode two. Probably too much if I was a listener to digest. Well. That's part of the reason that I love podcasting, guys. And you've been on this journey. Those of you that have been on this journey with me since minute one, you're going to know that from episode one to this one has been a, a huge amount of growth. And I am one of those type of people where I love personally growing. Like that's always just brought me so much joy and happiness when I feel like I can grow and I can change and I can learn new things. It's just, it brings me a lot of satisfaction. And in this podcast, it's exactly, it's been that same journey. And the only difference is you guys are here with me as my listeners. And it's been so interesting to allow myself to go back and revisit some of my earlier podcasts. And the reason I revisited number two, the (laughs) number two, the reason I revisited podcast number two is because I was a guest on a podcast recently and uh, I got to 
I've been able to have that opportunity a few times and it's been a really fun situation. And recently I talked to David Orozco. He's a registered dietitian nutritionist and he has a podcast called One Small Bite. And this podcast is so interesting because he takes a a take on food and really brings it into some of the stuff I talk about of having a mindset to have um, a healthier attitude towards food. And um, him and I were talking and we decided that we have some similar beliefs about life and that we were going to both be on each other's podcast. And in November, you're going to hear him come on and talk about um, nutrition, how it relates to kids and what happens when we uh, send certain subliminal messages. It was a great conversation. But when he was interviewing me, he referred to podcast number two. And I'm thinking, I don't remember exactly what I said on that podcast. And he's bringing out specifics. And I'm having to conjure up that memory. And it was such an interesting feeling to be able to have to, right in the moment, think, oh, what, what did I say about that? So I went ahead and looked up podcast number two, and I just said, I'm going to listen to this whole entire thing and find out uh, what it was because he was picking up what I was putting down. But there was a lot of information in reflecting that uh, I want to revisit part of what we had talked about on that podcast in order to help you understand and help you grasp this concept of being able to have the transfer of power from a power struggle to them feeling powerful within them. Because it is not the easiest thing to help a child take responsibility in the right way. I mean, you want to find that balance. And sometimes you think uh, it's going to work out one certain way and it doesn't happen as expected. We all realize that. There's certain, uh, I guess you could say, formulas that you guys can put in your brain and put in your life and practice them. And the more you practice them, the more they create good habits with your children, the more they have excellent results. So it's not all about just the mindset. Without the action behind the mindset, you're just walking around with a great mindset. So the action steps are what are going to make such a big difference in your child because they need to have something tangible that they can hold on to and try. So it's not enough to say we need to do better. We need to plan out what that looks like. What does it look like to do better? What does that even mean? We can't assume that our child automatically knows what be good means. In theory, they understand the concept of good, but sometimes we need to go a little bit deeper than that. So let's talk about the action steps with a method that I call plan it, do it, and review it. Just those three simple steps. You plan it, you do it, and review it. There's two reasons why this is a, a very important way to address the things that your children need to get done. One is simply that this is the way our mind actually learns. The way our mind learns is that we need to do it repetitively. We need to repeat an action. And by first talking about what we're going to do, that's first, it starts in the mind and you're imagining that happening and you're thinking about it. That's a very first step. And then you actually do that thing 
it's becoming even more of that memory, more of something that you're going to take with you. And then when you talk about what you did, that helps you to move forward with confidence in almost any situation that you've learned. And as you repeat that process, that's when your kids are going to find success. That's when their automatic responses are going to change. Their automatic response might first be to fight and have a power struggle and be like, no, this is what I want. And this is why. And I'm going to throw a fit. I want a piece of candy. And I'm not going to stop until I get a piece of candy. Right? That's where their mind automatically might go in a power struggle situation. But if you practice a different pathway in their brain, they're going to begin to have a different automatic response. It doesn't happen right away, but it will happen. Believe it, parents, believe it. So the steps that we take to be able to help them cement in those brand new ways of thinking is that we're going to discuss, think about, imagine, talk about what we're going to do. And then we're going to do that activity that you planned on doing. And then you're going to revisit it and talk about what you did. So this seems a little elementary, like, well, okay, I think I can probably do that. Well, it actually first means that you're going to decide what it is that you as a parent are going to talk about. You need to lead the conversation. You need to plan what activity you're going to help your child own. And you need to go into it with the idea of that you want your child to own this activity, own this, this new skill, own this new way of behaving. So you no longer are of ownership of it and hovering over and managing it. You have now given ownership to them. And that is the second reason why this works with kids is because it allows children to take ownership of their actions when it's done right and it's done repetitively. See, children have all kinds of ways that they want to get out of doing things that feel uncomfortable to them and all kinds of ways that they think of to get out of work or to get what they want, either one of those two things, because they want to be comfortable. And we said it in the last podcast, they want to stay in summer mode if they can. What they don't realize is deep within their heart, they might feel as though uh, they might feel on the outside that, oh, I'm going to get power by getting what I want. I want this and I'm going to get it. But deep down, what they're looking for is that connection piece of feeling like they have, uh, I don't know, like they have an inner power that that's the only word I can think of because the kids like that's what they're looking for, but they don't know that that's what they're looking for. It comes out that I'm going to control my parents and therefore I have this superficial, it doesn't last, but a little bit of an adrenaline rush of power. And as soon as that wears off and my mother is now talking to uh, uh, my brother or, or dad or doing something else and distracted, now I need to reach in and pull my mom back in to be able to feel that power again because I'm getting, I'm gleaning, I'm like getting that power from controlling my parent. Uh, they completely subconscious, of course, because to them it's like, well, that feels, that feels right. It feels normal. And parents feel that they want their child to be independent. 
They want their, they want their child to care and lean on them, but not in the type of way we just talked about. They want them to learn the lessons they're trying to teach them and be able to independently execute that. This method of talking about what you're going to do and planning it out and then doing it and letting it happen, however it's going to happen without judgment or punishment, and then revisiting what is done is the way that you begin to have the power shift. There'll be a power shift that happens. You'll feel it little by little that the shift will happen from I'm going to have a major power struggle every moment to I'm going to have less of a power struggle. And that felt pretty nice to, oh, I did that. I was able to make a different choice. That felt amazing. And what else can I do? And they'll be making plans to complete tasks and take ownership. And then they're, they're growing into adults who, uh, who won't be tempted to find their power through manipulation or controlling uh, either their future partner or a situation, but rather they'll find power from their own self-actualization and their own self-esteem and love and belonging will be what they want to give rather than what they uh, seek to find. Now, many of you guys might know adults that that got very mixed up and it took them a long time to figure that out as an adult. But no matter what age your child is, if they're in your home and you have influence over them, you can help them fine-tune this skill to be able to have those needs met in the way that will be the most fulfilling to them. And that's because they chose their own actions and they own their actions. They own it just like their favorite uh, toy. It's theirs. And they, they're excited about sharing it with you, excited about um, you being excited for them. Uh, see, no longer are they going to be like, did I make my mom happy? Did I make my mom happy? I sometimes talk to kids in counseling and they're stuck in a, in a whirlwind of, well, my mom wouldn't like that or my dad wouldn't like that or I'm going to disappoint my father or my mother. And in the same exact way, that child is stuck because they haven't moved, that transfer of power hasn't began. And that needs to happen very early, ideally, very early on. Um, actually, right when a child begins to, uh, you know, walk and then they, they have a little more, it's natural progression that they have a little more of their independence and a little more independence. And we need to help that along so that they are not dependent on a parent for the thing that they're actually very capable of doing. Uh, we're going to talk about how you're going to do this with your kids. There's different ways at different ages, so you're going to have to adjust it. And if you want to hear more about uh, different ages, you could go back and listen to number two. I won't have time to get into all of that today. But what you're going to do is you're going to sit down with your child and you're going to choose the time of day that you're going to focus on the activity. All right, let's say, let's just use the example that seems to be a big one that I get a question about a lot, all the way up until fourth, sometimes fifth grade, many times in kindergarten through third. Parents come to me and talk to me about bedtime. Their bedtimes are just so mixed up. They want their parent to, uh, 
you know, stay with them and read and they don't want to be there and they don't want to go to bed and, and power struggles happen a lot around bedtime. So we're going to use that as an example. Now you can plug in any activity that you know has been a struggle and that power struggles are bound to happen and you can plug this into that. So with a bedtime, I would sit down with the child, not anywhere near bedtime, and sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and ask them if bedtime was to go smoothly, if we had the perfect bedtime, just the perfect, perfect bedtime, what would that look like? And begin to use your imagination with your child. What would be, what would be something that would happen? And you guys begin to talk about that. Uh, maybe there'd be a drink of water, there'd be music. I don't know what they're going to come up with, but you imagine. Now, your child knows as good as you do that bedtime hasn't been going well. If bedtime hasn't been going well, it's not like it's a secret. So then you say, well, what do you think we could do to help that run smoother? What do you think that we could adjust? What do you think we could change? And then listen to their ideas. If it takes a minute, be patient and let them think and listen to their ideas and write them down and then say, what else? What else might we do? And then if you have an idea without uh, having a, we're having a conversation without overwhelming or stopping them from talking, you could add to that. Well, to me, this is what a good night looks like. And maybe we could add this. What do you think? Right there, collaboration is happening. They're in this with you. They're belonging. They belong to this family. They feel engaged, like they're thinking and they're figuring stuff out. All of that stuff feels so powerful within them. They love the way that feels. And they feel proud that you're asking them their opinion. So after you've written all that down and you talk about it, then you say, well, let's talk about how we might want our night to go. And go ahead and write down step-by-step how you'd like that night to go. When it gets closer to nighttime and you are preparing for that, uh, that bedtime activity, it's going to be really, really important that you revisit those steps. You might have them written down and then let the night happen the way that it might happen because all the steps might not go perfectly smoothly. And your job will be just to walk through the steps, try and, uh, and, and guide it rather than being the one that's controlling the situation, try and guide it in that direction. Now it could be that a power struggle happens that night anyway. And even with all of your best efforts, uh, they begin to fall into exactly the behaviors that they were before. Don't worry. All right, just know that we are all uh, in, we're all learning together. And what you need to do during that time is make a few notes for yourself about the conversation that you're going to follow up with. And the next day, a long time from bedtime, you're going to say, how do you think bedtime went yesterday? Which one of these things on the paper did we accomplish? Which things didn't we accomplish? What do you think we need to do differently to make it a different result tonight and allow them to come up with some ideas just completely take the punishment and the any thought of shaming or just saying oh that made me so frustrated let's just take that completely off the table for this exercise 
Because what you're doing is you're hoping that ownership is going to occur, that they're going to begin to own their bedtime routine. And there's going to be things that you need to change. And they are going to very much enjoy uh, what you say. Oh, you know what? I realize that uh, I need to change this or I need to make sure that I adjust whatever it is. And you own the things that you need to change. They own the things that they need to change. And then you try again the next day. Judgment-free. Now, one important realization is that as your child begins to take ownership of what they're doing, they're going to be excited to talk about it and they're going to feel that they're doing well. And I don't want you to miss out on that opportunity to also help them shine. And sometimes uh, us parents make the mistake of saying, you made me so proud, I'm so happy with you. And I understand why you would say that, but I'm going to suggest that you switch that up a little. And the reason why is because you are going to be transferring the power over to them rather than you. And the way that you're going to do that is by saying, I noticed that you showed the skill of staying in bed, or I noticed that you're practicing exactly what we talked about. That's amazing. Help them realize that self-actualization that we talked about. Help them realize what they're doing right. Ultimately, this whole situation that I'm talking about right here is really to help your child. Really, they are the ones now that are going to benefit from this entire experience that we're talking about because now they are getting exactly what they need actually anyway, what they were actually craving. They're craving to have that little power, that power that they want. And now they're able to feel, wow, I'm a powerful individual. I have the power to change the way my evening goes. I have the power to calm myself down. I have the power to uh, complete a task. I have the power to, to wait until my mom uh, comes to talk to me rather than running and getting her and demanding her attention in that very moment. All of these type of things are things they can uh, begin to own and begin to feel confident about rather than originally being something that uh, they're just disobeying and there's a power struggle. So you're going to discuss and talk about what you're going to do. You're going to allow the child to do that thing with as little interruption from you as possible. And then you're going to revisit how it went. This works really well with schoolwork as well. Here in California, I don't know about you guys, I forgot to ask you at the beginning, how are you doing with education? Here in California, still going into uh, middle of October right now or end of October, we're still in virtual learning, the majority of us. You can take a little of these tips and put it towards their own schoolwork. Yeah, you want to say, this is your schooling, not mine, in more of a harsh fighting type of way. But you also could just say, why don't we sit down and talk about what you need to get done? What are the things you need to get done? Show me. And then after they do it, at the end of the day or whenever you guys choose, you say, what did you do? What went well? What didn't go well? What do you still need to tighten up? What result did you get? If it's an undesirable result, what do you need to do next time to get a different result? These are all loving 
caring questions that you ask your kids that helps them take ownership, all right? It just basically gives them the power that they need to have over their own life little by little, more and more. We're going to avoid them falling into a place where they're desperately trying to get as much of your attention as possible, as much of your time as possible, and we're transferring it. They're enlisting you as their helper, as their as their guide, as their uh, the person that has some wisdom in the matter. Um, that's the ideal. It takes time because it took time to establish the habits, if they're bad habits, and habits take time to reconnect all of the different things going on in our mind. Like I said, it takes practice. It takes doing things again, being willing to try again. And that try and try again, always willing to say, hey, we can start over. It's a new day. Let's start fresh. That's such a healthy, proactive way to help our child begin to take ownership and begin to feel that they belong in the family and that you guys are a team when you work towards uh, these big problems. Now, they don't feel so big. They're not such big problems that we're carrying around on our back. Rather than that, it's a skill that they haven't learned yet. The skill of taking ownership of their own actions, that's a skill that you can be a big part of helping them learn because you see them each and every day. And you know your child's best qualities. You see it in them. Stand alongside and say, this is a game plan. We're going to make a game plan here. We're going to execute that game plan. And then after the game, we're going to look at it. We're going to evaluate it. We're going to break it down and see what we need to do better next time. So I want to continue this, uh, this connection that we're building right here and be able to share with you guys things that, uh, that I put in my newsletter, sometimes videos I like to make that I just share with my Focused Mindset community. And I'd love for you guys to join every one of you. I'd like you to be a part of the group that we have that cares about being solution-focused and being our best self and understanding we're not perfect but moving forward anyway. The way you can do that is go over to my website, thefocusedmindset.com, and click the button that says All For You. It's right there by my picture, All For You. There, you're going to gain access to be able to join that community. I even have uh, free resources that I'm going to send out to you to help you guys have the best vibes in your home possible. And um, I welcome you in advance to the community. You're going to enjoy it. You can find my group um, on Facebook at The Focused Mindset. And my group is Solution Focused Families. Uh, being a solution focused parent feels great because no longer are we looking at our problems as heavy. We're looking at solutions. And I'd love for you to walk with me in that journey. If you're a new listener, remember subscribe if you haven't already. And if you like what you've heard, there's a place right there you can leave a review. The Apple reviews are quite, uh, quite influential. It's, it's definitely a surefire way to support this podcast and help it grow, help me be able to get better guests, notoriety, and these type of things that you really want when you're growing a podcast, right? It gets the reach further, and that would be amazing. But also... Just scroll down and take a look at the show notes because there you're going to find the helpful links that I'm talking about here. You're going to find the links to my website, the links to our community, and you'll also find the link to the Big Life Journal. Some of you guys 
look high and low for resources that you can get your child to learn resilience and learn responsibility and learn self-esteem. How can they do this? Well, a lot of learning comes from self-reflection. And that's why I love the Big Life Journal and I've teamed up with them because if you're able to get one tool to help your child learn the skills that we've been talking about here, the Big Life Journal is going to be that tool. They also have all kinds of other products as well that I also endorse, like mindfulness cards and uh, things that they can begin to actually take that ownership that we've been talking about. And to be able to combine that with journaling means that they're going to take ownership. Now, you could get the Big Life Journal a lot of places, but the benefit of getting it from me is that they're my affiliate partner, and it's a really great way to support me as a small business owner, if you will. There are expenses that come to, as you can well imagine, that come to a podcast and, and making products for you guys and all that kind of stuff. And when you buy from my link, it doesn't cost you any more than it would cost you if you go to their regular website. It's exactly the same. The difference is, is that you're supporting this podcast. You're supporting the focused mindset. If you would like to give back like that and you're already planning on getting the journal, then please um, hop over to that link on the bottom for the Big Life Journal and use that link. You can also find it on my website, thefocusedmindset.com. Go to the coaching tab under the, um, under the menu and then you'll see the Big Life Journal and that will take you to the products as well. Now, on my website, I also have a way that I can hear you guys' questions. I want to hear what you guys' journey is. What is your biggest challenge that you're facing today? If you go to thefocusedmindset.com slash contact, then right away you're going to see in a purple button that you can talk to me right here. I think it says... Uh, speak to me right here or something like that. If you push that, you're going to be able to record a recording of you asking me questions. That will help me to be able to really understand where you're coming from. I listened to a message from a listener just today, and it's just a different type of connection when I can hear your voice. You get to hear my voice every day. Uh, I want to hear yours. So go there. Leave me a message. Let me know what your biggest challenge is. And there's also a place where you can leave a regular email right there as well. Super simple. If you um, are interested in leaving your message, either way, I'm going to really enjoy hearing from you guys. It's going to be amazing. Um, so we're already coming to the end of a podcast. This time flies by, doesn't it? It just flies by. I'm doing something different. Those of you who are just listening to me. And I'm recording as well. This is the second time I've done this. I have no idea how it's going to turn out. And I don't even know if I'm going to put it out on YouTube. If I do, it'll be on the Focused Mindset. Share the Focused Mindset. So this might be a video podcast that you're listening to. And if you are listening, hello, hello. You can subscribe and any of that stuff. Um, but primarily, I just want to stretch myself. I love trying new things. I want to be able to uh, learn the skills that I want to learn, just like you do, to uh, be our best self. So let's go out and do just that. And it's time for us to get going. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for joining me. And until next time, keep in touch and take care.